All right, welcome to your Newsmax Daily for Friday, May 5th, 2023, or digitally, as we all are now, 5-5-23. If you're one of the many new Newsmax viewers and new listeners of the Newsmax Daily podcast, thank you and welcome aboard. And if you needed a reason to celebrate Friday, May 5th, today is, of course, Cinco de Mayo. The Mexican holiday is more than just cheap margaritas and good food. It commemorates the Mexican army's victory over the French Empire at the Battle of Puebla, May 5th, 1862. And contrary to some popular belief, Cinco de Mayo is not Mexico's Independence Day. That's celebrated in September. Meanwhile, have fun today and drink responsibly. May 5th is also hashtag National Astronaut Day, founded to pay honor and respect to the American astronauts of NASA. May 5th marking America's first voyage in the space when astronaut Alan Shepard made his historic 15-minute space journey back in 1961. If you were alive in 1961 and old enough to know what was going on at the time, then you may remember that. Topping the headlines on this Friday, the Pentagon says South Africa allowed a Russian cargo plane that was under U.S. sanctions for supporting Russia's invasion of Ukraine to land at an Air Force base last week, a move that could increase tensions between the U.S. and South Africa as tensions continue to rise with China and Russia. And China saying that it will continue to communicate with Russia even as the war carries on. There's no end of the war in sight. The Ukrainian capital of Kiev was bombarded with missiles again overnight. City's military chief said Ukrainian air defense, which was supplied by the U.S. and NATO, of course, repealed a large portion of the missiles, but a lot of damage was done, and likely there were casualties. This is Russia claims the United States was behind that alleged drone attack on the Kremlin and the assassination attempt of Vladimir Putin. Living in Florida, I pay close attention to my senators, Marco Rubio and Rick Scott. I follow them on Twitter, and Marco Rubio had a great tweet yesterday uh, with all the hoopla about this. If America was behind an attack against the Kremlin, Rubio says it wouldn't be with a Radio Shack drone. And even if, for some bizarre reason, Putin was sleeping inside the Russian Senate chambers, what happened doesn't even qualify as a fireworks show, much less an assassination. That coming from Marco Rubio, who we will hear from. Uh, he was on Newsmax yesterday. We'll hear from him in a few minutes about Title 42. But in that tweet, Rubio was obviously implying the power and the dominance, the awesomeness, if that's a word, of the United States military. Well, times are a-changing, my friend. Well, the U.S. Navy thought it would be a great way to get new people aboard, so to speak. But taking a drag performer and turning him loose on new recruits seems like an idea that's sinking the Navy's credibility. Yeah, you could say that. The mystery how this controversial hire happened and exactly who in the upper echelon of the naval leadership thought this was a good idea in any way. National correspondent Logan Raddick has details. Logan. Well, Bob and Katrina, that's still the unknown component of all this, but a Navy spokesperson tells me that Joshua Kelly, who goes by the stage name Harpy Daniels, was a digital ambassador for the Navy, although the Navy was not paying 
Kelly to be a digital ambassador. Now, the self-proclaimed Sailor Queen is from Virginia and is a second-class petty officer and was one of five non-compensated digital ambassadors appointed by the Navy as part of a pilot program which ran from October through March. And the Daily Caller first reported this story this week. Keep in mind that Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, told Congress that he hadn't heard about any drag-related events the same month that the program ended uh, is when he told that to congressional Republicans. Now, a Navy spokesperson tells Newsmax, quote, the Navy Digital Ambassador Program was a pilot initiative designed to explore the digital environment to reach a wide range of potential candidates as the Navy navigates the most challenging recruiting environment it has faced since the start of the all-volunteer force. Kelly did not respond to a request for comment, instead referring us to a Navy public affairs officer, but he did tweet that he plans to take more leadership and DEI courses. Now, congressional Republicans who are also veterans, they are weighing in quick to criticize Kelly and this program. Texas Congressman Troy Nels tweeted, quote, Iran is seizing oil tankers in the Gulf and the U.S. is more focused on recruiting drag queens. Congressman Dan Crenshaw says maybe the Navy should talk to Bud Light Marketing and exchange notes about what not to do. And Florida Congressman Michael Waltz added that the Navy, quote, will fall 6,000 sailors short this year. Maybe its digital ambassadors should focus on service and winning wars instead of drag queen shows. Now, the Navy again is reiterating that they did not pay Kelly or any of these other digital ambassadors, but Missouri Senator Josh Hawley wants to know how much taxpayer money was used to fund that pilot program that took place for five months. Back to you. Uh, thank you, wow. Logan. I, this, had, this, had, yeah. uh, this just <laughs> makes my head explode. You and me both, Bob. That's Bob Sellers of American Agenda and Newsmax Washington correspondent Logan Raddick. Sailor Queen. I mean, what can you even say? Okay, they weren't paying him, but still, this is the United States Navy that we're talking about. The Navy of the United States. More on the same subject from Navy SEAL Carl Higby. Who in their right mind wants a bunch of weirdos as brand ambassadors on TikTok for the world's greatest fighting force? We have nuclear-powered aircraft carriers that go as fast as most jet skis. We have silent underwater war machines that can launch nuclear warheads anywhere in the world at any target at the push of a button. Fighter jets that go over 1,000 miles an hour. There was a time, as recently as my service, when if you were an enemy of the United States of America, people like me and my friends would find you and kill you in the middle of the night and your neighbor wouldn't even know we were there. That is how you recruit people to the military. Getting some gender-fluid cross-dresser to speak out on TikTok, no less, does not make America safer. The military is not a village people social experiment, Carlos. Other countries are laughing at us. Even Canada is. China thinks this is great, though, but we're about to learn a really hard lesson, and then one that may actually be the downfall of America. Joining me now is someone who probably shares my opinion, retired U.S. Navy Senior Chief Petty Officer and the man who killed Osama bin Laden, Robert O'Neill. Rob, plain and simple, does this put bullets in bad guys? Uh, thank you. It's always good to talk with you, Carl, and yes, we're on the same uh, side of the mission here. I don't have a problem with what anyone does when the the doors close behind behind them. But right. it's, it's coming out front here and, and uh, showing a drag queen as being the head of our a, a yeoman 
has the face of the toughest navy in the world. China is literally laughing at us. Russia is laughing at us. Why is there so many wars going on in the world? The world is a better place when America is strong. We're supposed to be ferocious, not fabulous. And I, again, I don't care. I don't care what you do, but this is not going to be the face of the navy. We'll come in like we did with Osama bin Laden. The anniversary was yesterday. No one will know we're there. We're going to kill you and leave. That, that's what the Navy SEALs do. That's what I mean. Let's, let's get the 82nd Airborne, Delta Force. Let's get Army Rangers as the face of this, not a drag queen yeoman. That's retired Navy officer Rob O'Neill, the SEAL credited with killing bin Laden, and former Navy SEAL Carl Higby, host of Frontline. That's 5 o'clock Eastern on Newsmax. And let's be clear, as Rob said, I don't have a problem with what anyone chooses to do or with what their sexual orientation is. I don't know any drag queens personally, but I think if you asked some drag queens, even most of them would say, yeah, it's probably not the best way to represent or recruit for the U.S. Navy. All right, so let's go back to Senator Marco Rubio, the vice chairman of the Intelligence Committee and senior member of the Committee on Foreign Relations, who spoke with Eric Bowling last night. 1,500 troops to the border, and today we learned that the El Paso mayor declared a state of emergency for El Paso because of the invaders who are crossing the border, an alarming clip ahead of Title 42 uh, expiration next Tuesday. Your thoughts? Well, if this was happening in some other part of the world, the United Nations, people would be calling the United Nations to go down there and deal with this crisis. It's a, it is an unprecedented border crisis. It's about to get far worse. In fact, there, we are hearing reports from people, you know, we have to understand there's a lot of people, for example, that left Venezuela that have been living in Chile or Peru or whatever, and they're all sort of now migrating. We see these migration patterns to reposition near the border. So when Title 42 expires, come right across the border. So we, we have a bad problem already of unprecedented proportions that's about to get far worse. I think we are headed towards a pretty cataclysmic uh, situation there on our border, which, which has no precedent in American history and, frankly, in the history of any developed country, having that kind of pressure on your border that fast. Senator Rubio from Capitol Hill and over at the White House. When it comes to illegal migration, you've seen it come down uh, by more than 90 percent. And that's because of this act, the actions that the president has taken. Ninety percent. Wait, more than 90 percent, she said. That's White House spokesperson Corinne Jean-Pierre back to Eric Bowling. She blatantly lied at the podium. Yeah. They, tr they called her on it the next day. She had some fugazi answer explaining what she meant. But how, how, how dare her try and pull the wool over the American people's eyes? Well, I mean, first of all, there's very little accountability on the part of most media outlets. Second of all, I think to be able to have the willingness to say that is to say that you think the public and the general public is stupid. I mean, that's what they're basically saying. People are stupid. There's no problem. It's down 90 percent. It's a blatant lie. The numbers don't lie. The numbers are real. Everybody sees every day. And it's about to get far worse. And, um, you know, they don't care. That's the problem. The problem they have is that Joe Biden sold his soul to the leftist devil in order to get himself into office because that's the base of the Democratic Party. The guy, tried, he's been trying to be president for 30 years. The ticket there was to sell himself to the far left of his party, which is the now controls the base of that party. And their demand is that there be no border enforcement, no wall, no people there, no one deported, for automatic asylum for anyone who comes across, that we should have this free flow migration. There should be a borderless country. That's their demand. And so they're trying to meet that demand, even as they know that people are noticing this. 
And, um, and so they're trying to lie to them about there being no problem. Florida Senator Marco Rubio on the balance with Eric Bowling. That's weeknights at 8 o'clock Eastern. And you have to wonder if Marco Rubio will someday, not now, but someday run for president again. He did casually mention the lack of accountability on the Biden administration by most media outlets. Another whistleblower bringing forth more serious allegations against the president yesterday, saying that then Vice President Biden took payments from foreign countries. More from Rob Schmidt and South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem. Governor, good to have you back on the show. I want to start off with uh, your reaction just to begin. Um, these incredible allegations we've been talking about, this, this whistleblower who the House you know, Oversight Committee says is credible, says Joe Biden, while vice president, was taking money for policy decisions from foreign entities and allegedly the FBI has known and has allegedly concealed this, it would seem. You add this to what we learned from the Biden's former business partner, Tony Bobulinski, about the deals in China. Um, what's your reaction? Well, I'm thankful that these whistleblowers are coming forward. You know, I believe that several of these committees in the House of Representatives have set up whistleblower hotlines, not just within agencies, but also within the IRS, within other departments, that I think more and more information is going to be coming to light. There are good people they go to work every day that still love America that are willing to tell the truth. And I think President Biden uh, is probably very, very worried about what kind of connections are going to be made on the history that he's had in public service and how he's used that as a tool to benefit his family personally. It's 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 really something to me. Every single little minutiae of the Trump administration, mm -hmm. your, your, your television, your phone would explode every single day mm -hmm. with some meaningless detail. Um, we yeah. now have, you know, when you when you put these two things together, you, you've got a former business partner that is tried and true. We know he worked with Hunter. We know we met, he met Joe Biden. You've also got a, a whistleblower now saying that this was just flat out. Here's money. We want policy mm -hmm. in our favor. Uh, and this story is virtually nowhere. And it makes you mm -hmm. wonder what, what country you live in. Yeah, I'm thankful we have a constitution and a process to where these things can be brought forward. Um, I do believe uh, they will bring this to light. Um, I do believe there will be consequences because um, I still have faith in this country and yeah. uh, what the founders gave us. So I'm hopeful these these whistleblowers are, are brave people for telling the truth on wrongdoings that have been going on for many, many years. And one could only hope, Christy. South Dakota Governor Kristi Noem on Rob Schmidt tonight. Former CIA Director John Brennan and former Director of National Intelligence James Clapper will be sitting down for a House subcommittee interview later this month. The panel investigating weaponization of the federal government will question Brennan and Clapper about a letter that they signed by former intelligence officials claiming Hunter Biden's laptop had all the classic earmarks of Russian disinformation. Brennan and Clapper are two of the 51 former officials who signed the letter released back in October of 2020. Last week, you may recall, I featured a segment from Greta Van Susteren and former Attorney General Bill Barr talking about the same thing. In other news, the 38-year-old woman that was killed in that Atlanta shooting at a medical facility on Wednesday has been identified as CDC employee Amy St. Pierre. Amy was a valued member of our team at the Division of Reproductive uh, Health, where she worked every day to save lives of mothers and infants. 
That's CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. The 24-year-old suspect appeared in court yesterday, charged with one count of murder, four counts of aggravated assault. Today is the first Friday of the new month. That means the monthly jobs report, the non-farm payroll report, was out this morning. It showed that the economy added 253,000 jobs in the month of April. That was way more than the 185,000 that economists had expected. The unemployment rate dropping to 3.4% from 3.5%. This is all good news for the Biden administration to deflect what's happening with Russia. China at the border and all the allegations of Biden being paid off prices at the supermarket and everything else. This comes after Thursday's reading on initial jobless claims showed a spike of 13,000, meaning 13,000 more Americans signed up for unemployment this week than they did last week. That brings the weekly total to 242,000 first-time claims for unemployment. A lot to unpack there as far as economic data. However... The stock markets are well into the green today, so that is good news. In London, massive crowds of people once again lining the streets, leading to Buckingham Palace ahead of King Charles' coronation ceremony. That's happening tomorrow. For most people, and I mean like 99%, it'll be the first time we're getting to see the coronation of a king. Newsmax will have full coverage of the event beginning tomorrow morning at 5 a.m. Eastern, and it will be an event. History in the making. If you're not already watching Newsmax TV, don't forget it is available on most major cable systems. If you have AT&T, Comcast, Cox, Xfinity, Spectrum, Dish TV, uh, DirecTV, Verizon, and it's also available on platforms, Roku, Pluto, Amazon, Apple, and be sure to download the Newsmax app. As I remind you each and every day, It's a great way to stay up to date with everything. And you can also watch your favorite shows anywhere, anytime. The Newsmax app, free in the App Store. Thank you for listening to Newsmax Daily. I'm Tony Marino. Have a fantastic and safe Cinco de Mayo and the rest of the weekend doing the things you'd love to do. We'll see you right back here on Monday. In the meantime, keep fighting the good fight. News breaks every minute, every day. You need the app, the Newsmax app. Find it free on your smartphone store. Then watch us anytime, anywhere.